At full ketone production, the body only gets 30% of its energy's needs met by ketones. The rest have to come from free fatty acids. Insulin actually blocks hormone-sensitive lipase that allows fats to be liberated from fat cells. You don't have to do a ketogenic diet to get the benefits that we now know what ketones do. Welcome to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast, where we meet the world's top experts to explore the secrets of health, mindset, longevity, and so much more. Are you ready to take charge of your existence and biohack your life? This show is for you. Please keep in mind, we're not dispensing medical advice and are not responsible for any outcomes you may experience from implementing the tactics lying herein. Welcome back to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. Oh my goodness, friends, I am so excited about today's episode. It's really episodes like these when I realize just how far I've come, how grateful I am for how everything has manifested with this show. I've been a follower of Dr. Gundry's book for years, years, I tell you. Ever since the original Plant Paradox, he's been such a figure that I have followed. So to have him not only on the show, but back on the show is such an honor. And today's episode was super amazing because I think we really challenge a lot of the conventional ideas surrounding the ketogenic diet. I think you guys will really, really enjoy it. These show notes for today's episode will be at melanieavalon.com com slash keto code. Those show notes will have a full transcript, so definitely check that out. And Dr. Gundry's new book, The Keto Code, did just come out, so make sure that you grab it. And you can get 30% off site-wide at his site, gundrymd.com, with the coupon code GUNDRY30. There will also be two episode giveaways for this episode. One will be in my Facebook group, IF Biohackers, Intermittent Fasting. I have a very exciting announcement, friends. I have officially launched a TikTok channel. I've been on Instagram for a while, but it is time for TikTok. And with the channel, I'm going to be posting daily, very high quality, awesome biohacking content, tips and tricks, things from my life. And I really want to bring the glam to biohacking because I feel like biohacking can be very male-centric or focused on a certain type of person. And I just want to break that stereotype and bring all the sparkles. So please join me there. My handle is Melanie Avalon Official. Please let me know what you'd like to see from me, what you think of the content. I do feel pretty shy about it. So please join me so that we can be friends and just go on the most epic biohacking adventure. Okay, friends, Spirulina update. It is still coming. I know it's been taking a while. It's just because I want to make the most ideal Spirulina tablets on the market, ones that are tested for purity and potency and to be free of all pesticides and just the highest quality. So we've got that Spirulina source. It tastes awesome. The issue we're experiencing is that in order to make it into tablets, it requires another ingredient. If you are currently taking Spirulina tablets and they say they are one ingredient, they are not one ingredient. There is something in there that is helping to keep that structure. So we're trying to figure out which route to go with this. It's really fun because I keep trying different samples. I think I know which one I like the most, but we'll see which one I end up picking. Either way, I really love the taste of our spirulina. It doesn't taste fishy or LGE, and I really experience the benefits. So stay tuned for that. In the meantime, you can get my other Avalon X supplements at avalonx.us. Friends, have you jumped on the serapeptase bandwagon yet? 
That's what I launched with. And to this day, it continues to be my most favorite supplement ever. It's a proteolytic enzyme created by the Japanese silkworm. When you take it in the fasted state, it actually breaks down non-living problematic proteins in your body. So it can help address an array of issues. Like I said, it will clear your sinuses, calm inflammation, It may help reduce cholesterol. Studies have shown it can break down amyloid plaque. It can help alleviate pain and so much more. I take it daily. It is one of the most important supplements in my arsenal. This is the new year. Start it off right. Get some serapeptase. You can get 10% off with the coupon code MELANIEAVALON, as well as a 20% off code when you text AVALONX to 877-861-8318. That's AVALONX to 877-861-8318. Those codes will also work with my fantastic partner, MD Logic Health. For that, go to melanieavalon.com slash mdlogic. And of course, all of my supplements I formulated to be the very best on the market. They're tested multiple times for heavy metals and mold. They're free of all common allergens as well as problematic fillers, which goes back to that whole spirulina formulation issue I was talking about. They come in glass bottles to help prevent leaching of plastics into ourselves and the environment. And we even use the minimal amount of stickiness required for the labels to help with our environmental impact. To get these fantastic products, go to avalonx.us and definitely get on my email list so that you don't miss the Spirulina launch special. For that, go to avalonx.us slash email list. Another resource for you guys If you struggle with food sensitivities like I do, you have got to get my app, Food Sense Guide. It's a comprehensive catalog of over 300 foods for 11 potentially problematic compounds. These include things you may be reacting to, like gluten, lectins, FODMAPs, histamine, oxalates, sulfites, thiols, whether or not something is a nightshade, and so much more. It even includes autoimmune paleo AIP status. You can learn about the compounds, create your own list to share and print, and finally take charge of your food sensitivities. It is a top Apple app, often in the top 10 for the Apple food and drinks charts. And friends, get it now because I'm going to be updating it to a subscription basis soon. So you definitely want to get grandfathered in for life at one super low price. With the subscriptions, by the way, I'm going to be implementing some pretty cool features. So I need to do subscriptions to help support that. So like I said, get it now before we change to subscriptions. You can get it at melanieavalon.com slash foodsenseguide. And one more thing before we jump in. Did you know there are over a thousand compounds found in conventional skincare and makeup in the U.S. that have been banned in Europe due to their toxicity? If you are using conventional skincare and makeup, you are directly putting into your bloodstream toxic compounds, including obesogens, which can literally cause your body to store and gain weight. So if your diet's not working, you might want to think about what's happening with your skincare and makeup, as well as carcinogens linked to cancer. I'm not making this up. And just endocrine disruptors in general, which may mess with our hormones. Thankfully, there's an easy solution to this. There's a company called Beauty Counter, and they were founded on a mission to change this. Every single ingredient is extensively tested to be safe for your skin, so you can truly feel good about what you put on, and their products really work. I am obsessed with their overnight resurfacing peel, their vitamin C serum, they have shampoo and conditioner, skincare lines for every skin type, and incredible makeup. It's so amazing that Tina Fey actually wore all beauty counter makeup when she hosted the Golden Globes. So yes, it is high definition camera ready. You can shop with me at beautycounter.com slash Melanie Avalon and use the coupon code clean for all 20 to get 20% off site-wide. 
You can get the latest updates from me, specials, sales, samples, and so much more on my email list. That's at melanieavalon.com slash clean beauty. And you can join me in my Facebook group, Clean Beauty and Safe Skincare with Melanie Avalon. People share product reviews and their experiences, and I do a giveaway every single week in that group as well. And lastly, if you're thinking of making clean beauty and safe skincare a part of your future, like I have, I definitely recommend becoming a Band of Beauty member. It's sort of like the Amazon Prime for clean beauty. You get 10 percent back in product credit, free shipping on qualifying orders, and a welcome gift that is worth way more than the price of the year-long membership. It is totally completely worth it. And I'll put all this information in the show notes. An important announcement, friends. My EMF blocking products are coming. Make sure you don't miss the launch special. For that, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list. EMFs are actually classified by the IARC as a group 2B, possibly carcinogenic to humans. These are such a problem. We are exposed to them through our Wi-Fi, our cell phones, our AirPods, And they are linked to so many health issues, including anxiety, migraines, headaches, even fertility issues. This is such a problem. Thankfully, you can address your EMF exposure. I'm going to help with that with my Avalon X EMF blocking product line. So again, get on my email list at melanieavalon.com slash EMF email list to check that out. Plus real foods plus life. Comment something you learned or something that resonated with you on the pinned post to enter to win something that I love. And then check out my Instagram. Also find the announcement post there. And again, enter to win something that I love. All right, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful, wonderful conversation with Dr. Stephen Gundry. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the show. I am so, so excited about the conversation that I'm about to have for so many reasons. First of all, it is with honestly a legend in the whole health sphere that I and my audience swims in. (laughs) I am here with Dr. Stephen Gundry, who is a multiple New York Times bestselling author, books that you guys are probably very familiar with, like The Plant Paradox, The Plant Paradox Cookbook, The Longevity Paradox. I actually had him on the show before for The Energy Paradox, so I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But we are here today for his new book, which does not have the word paradox in the title, did you think about calling it the Keto Paradox? That was the actually one of the working titles, but we decided after seven Paradox books, it was time time for a change. So the book that we're here for today is Unlocking the Keto Code, the revolutionary new science of keto that offers more benefits without deprivation. And friends, I know there are a lot of keto books out there. This book actually takes an entirely new paradigm shifting and challenging approach to the keto diet and to what is actually happening with ketosis. So I am super, super excited to explore this concept. Oh, and I will just let the audience know, I'm sure they're super familiar with you, but you are one of the world's top cardiothoracic, I don't even know how to say that word. Yeah, cardiothoracic. It's a tongue twister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And medical director at the International Heart and Lung Institute Center for Restorative Medicine. So thank you so much, Dr. Gundry, for coming back on the show. Melanie, thanks for having me. It's good to be back. Okay. So I have a huge, huge question to start with. And it is a why question that has been haunting me for quite a while. And I've had a lot of different thoughts on. So basically, it's the question of why 
do we even enter ketosis? And originally, and I think what most people think is we enter ketosis because we run out of carbs and so we need another fuel substrate. Then I was learning about the Krebs cycle and the idea that actually we enter ketosis because we run out of carbs to make oxaloacetate so we can no longer burn fat. So it's actually because we can't burn fat that we enter ketosis. Then I was interviewing Dom D'Agostino this week And he was saying it's because there's a buildup of acetyl-CoA in the liver and the liver just has to do something with all of that energy. So my question for you, why do we enter ketosis in the first place? There's only one reason that we entered ketosis, and that's because if we're starving or if we're eating primarily fat, then muscles and every cell in your body except the brain can burn free fatty acids, can use free fatty acids that are liberated from your fat cells to make ATP. There's only one problem. Free fatty acids are very large, they're fat-soluble, and they don't cross the blood-brain barrier quickly enough. Your brain, your neurons would be happy to burn free fatty acids like everybody else, but they can't get there because of the blood-brain barrier. So it just so happens that free fatty acids can enter the liver, and the liver can convert free fatty acids to ketone bodies, which are small saturated fats that are water-soluble, which can enter the brain. And so they're actually a backup fuel for the brain until you find your next meal. And that's why we make ketone bodies. And it turns out that you're the rest of your body, as shown by Dr. K. Helen Owens, as I talk about in the book, really doesn't get a lot of benefit by burning ketones. In fact, in human studies, at full ketone production, the body only gets 30% of its energy needs met by ketones. The rest have to come from free fatty acids. And even the brain doesn't get full benefit from ketones. Even at full ketosis, the brain needs still 30 to 40% of its energy from glucose. So the idea that ketones are somehow some magical, mystical fuel is just not supported by the human literature. Okay, two questions about that. First question, so I'm assuming in the liver, so it's turning these free fatty acids into ketones. I mean, I'm assuming there's often free fatty acids in the liver. So how does the liver know that it actually needs to start making ketones? Is it based on the glucose stores? Yeah, we won't release free fatty acids from muscle cells until insulin levels drop. And that's one of the things I go into the book, why so many people following a low-carbohydrate diet or a, quote, ketogenic diet kind of crash and burn often for many weeks. Sometimes people never can get into ketosis because their insulin levels are so high that Insulin actually blocks the creation of an enzyme called hormone-sensitive lipase. Mm -hmm. 
that allows fats to be liberated from fat cells. If you think about it, and I talk about this in the book, when you're eating, you produce insulin to usher sugars and proteins into fat stores to save for the winter. When you stop eating, normally your insulin level should fall. And when insulin falls, then hormone-sensitive lipase is released because insulin is a break on hormone-sensitive lipase, and you release free fatty acids, and everything works well. The other thing that's fascinating is the liver cannot use ketones as a fuel. I chuckle because I quote some famous keto experts that says the the liver loves ketones and uses them as a fuel, which is absolutely not true. Liver can't use ketones, so they're released in, into circulation for the brain. I remember when I learned that about the liver, and I was so embarrassed because I've been assuming for such a long time that the liver could fuel on ketones. So if people are burning fat but not entering ketosis, how are they doing that? Well, in fact, they're not burning fat. They're actually burning protein and glycogen stores, and they're converting protein into glucose by gluconeogenesis. And I see people like Miranda in the book, who is one of my patients, who was on a ketogenic diet for two years and was gaining weight. And when we measured her, her she was pre-diabetic and had elevated insulin levels, and she was absolutely apoplectic that, you know, she'd been following, you know, a ketogenic diet for two years, and she kept gaining weight, and she was insulin resistant. And so she was kind of eating a higher protein ketogenic diet. So she was just converting protein to glucose and never entered ketosis. Hi, friends. Do you want to come hang out with me and Dave Asprey and so many other guests I've had on the show? You simply must come to the 10th annual biohacking conference, May 30th through June 1st in Dallas, Texas. And of course, I have a massive discount code for you guys. I went last year to the one in Orlando and it was one of the most fun times of my entire life. I met and got to hang out with so many guests that I've had on the show. I met so many of you guys. And of course, there's lots of Danger Coffee and Dave Asprey approved meals and dry farm wines. And that's just the social aspect. The conference itself is mind-blowing. They have this incredible expo where they have all the biohacking supplements, all the biohacking things. You can learn about them, try samples meet the creators and founders. If you haven't tried a lot of biohacking things, it's a great chance to actually try them out in person. Things like brain tap, infrared sauna, hyperbaric oxygen chambers, and so much more. There are so many incredible speakers as well. You can hear talks from people I've had on the show like Paul Saladino, Dr. Daniel Amen, Dr. Sarah Gottfried, Dr. Mercola, Dr. Annika Becca, and that is just a few of them. I seriously had the time of my life last year, and I would love to hang out with you guys. And you can get 35% off tickets. Just go to melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference and use the coupon code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. That's melanieavalon.com slash biohackingconference with the code BCMelanie to get 35% off your tickets. This code can be used for general admission or for VIP access. Seating is limited. They do sell out. They sold out last year. So get your ticket now. And if you come... 
definitely let me know because I want to meet you. So hopefully see you guys in Dallas, melanieavalon.com slash biohacking conference with coupon code BC Melanie. Get your tickets now. I'll see you guys there. So if people are burning fat, not in ketosis, they can burn that in the individual cells, right? Or are they just not burning fat? Can you only burn fat in ketosis? No, you can, you can release free fatty acids from fat cells with extreme exercise, for instance. Exercise is, extreme exercise is another way of releasing free fatty acids because you literally use up your glycogen stores in extreme exercise and need an alternative fuel. Some of those free fatty acids will go into the liver and you will produce ketones, but that doesn't mean your muscles are actually using the ketones as a fuel. The two options that we could be in, and I don't know if this is too black and white, but you were talking about, you know, when, when we have carbs and in that state and free fatty acids compared to free fatty acids with ketones, is there a difference in the amount of free fatty acids being released? I guess my question here, because you were saying that ketones are not a super fuel, they're not efficient. And so are we still primarily burning free fatty acids when we're in a ketogenic state, not ketones? Correct. Yeah. In a full ketogenic state with uh, the work out of Harvard in humans, 70% of your energy needs are met by using free fatty acids as a fuel, and only 30% uh, are met by using ketones as a fuel. So we've got it kind of back words of what ketones are doing. And, and the point of the book is, well, wait a minute. If ketones aren't this miraculous fuel, uh, what the heck are they doing that's so miraculous? Because there's a lot to like about ketones. And the whole book is kind of follow me down this rabbit hole to show you what ketones are doing. And they're not a fuel that's of any significance. They are actually signaling molecules that affect how mitochondria actually extract fuel and turn it into energy. And that's the subject of the book. And the cool thing is, is you don't have to do a ketogenic diet to get the benefits that we now know what ketones do. And that's exciting because you don't have to do a miserable 80% fat diet. Okay. This is exciting. So approaching the mitochondria. So listeners are probably familiar, but for those who are not, what is the mitochondria? So mitochondria are actually engulfed bacteria that are the energy-producing organelles in almost all the cells in our body. Two billion years ago, ancient cells ate engulfed bacteria, and the bacteria, in exchange for a nice place to live and a constant fuel supply, made an agreement with these cells that they would produce ATP. And these bacteria became our mitochondria. So they actually have a bacterial origin. What's interesting about them is they have their own DNA so that they can actually divide within a cell as many times as they want to without the cell actually dividing. 
And fun fact for all of our female listeners, we inherit our mitochondrial DNA from our mothers. Fathers have nothing to do with this. And as I've written before, we inherit our bacterial population of our microbiome from our mothers at birth. And so, believe it or not, the microbiome actually talks to their sisters, the mitochondria, with what are called postbiotics, but maybe we can talk about that later. So, mitochondria take sugars, amino acids, or free fatty acids, or ketones, and convert them into our energy currency, ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And mitochondria are incredibly good at converting these substances to ATP. For instance, for one molecule of glucose, you get 32 molecules of ATP. Compare that to fermentation, which is what, for instance, yeast and bacteria do, you get two molecules of ATP for every molecule of glucose. So you get a big bang for your buck for, by using mitochondria to make ATP. But there's a downside. Making ATP is incredibly hard work, incredibly damaging to mitochondria. And the more you ask mitochondria to make ATP, believe it or not, the more they suffer. And that's where what ketones actually do come in. And I'll stop there. That damaging aspect to it, is that the reason that red blood cells don't have mitochondria? Or why do red blood cells and some of the other cells in the body not have mitochondria? Well, the good news is they don't have to make ATP. Red blood cells only exist in our circulation for about two months. And then we literally grind them up and reprocess them. So you're right. Red blood cells are really only one of the few cells in our body that don't have ATP, uh, mitochondria. Muscles have huge amounts of mitochondria. Heart muscle, in particular, the brain neurons have huge amounts of mitochondria. Brown fat, which I talk about in the book, is l- so loaded with mitochondria that it literally looks brown under the microscope as opposed to white fat, which is our fat storage fat cells, uh, have very, very few mitochondria. And in between, as I talk about in the book, you can turn white fat into beige fat, which has lots more mitochondria, with uh, tricks in the book, the hacks. I love beige fat and brown fat. I do my daily cryotherapy sessions, so those are super fun. This is a really random question, but given that mitochondria did evolve, like you were talking about, from bacteria and there was this whole relationship, like, do you think we would further evolve? Do you think there's like a future to a new form of energy generation in our bodies, or do you think we've plateaued? Well, one of the things we're seeing is probably a de-evolution, and I talk about this in in one of the chapters in Unlocking the Keto Code, where where we now think that one of the theories of cancer is mitochondrial dysfunction leads to cancer cell formation. And I go into why this is possible. If mitochondria are not doing their job, the, the cell decides that it can't 
trust the mitochondria anymore. And so it reverts to its ancient programming that uses fermentation or glycolysis to produce energy. And if you like the theory, which I like a lot, it's very much like those of us who remember the original Windows-based computers when you somehow screwed up the and you restarted the computer, it would restart in the safe operating mode. And then you had to figure out what the heck you did. But it would work, but not but kind of clunkily until you fix the problem. So this theory is if the mitochondria aren't doing well, the cell reverts to its ancient programming, which is the ancient cell without mitochondria. And what's interesting about these ancient cells is they had no contact inhibition. In other words, what that means is when one cell's growing and it runs into its neighbor, they actually stop growing because that's what makes a multicellular organism. In the case of ancient cells, they just keep growing. Yeast keeps growing, bacteria keep growing, and there's nothing to stop them. And that's a characteristic of cancer cells. They have no contact inhibition. So the, the interesting theory, and this is actually described by Otto Warburg back in the 1920s, who won the Nobel Prize for medicine, is that cancer cells act like these ancient cells. And like I talk about in the book and certainly seen in my practice, if we can get mitochondria back online, if we can fix the problem that led to their dysfunction, then the cell can revert back to a normal cell. And it's actually shown scientifically, and we certainly see it in our practice. So it's exciting news in a way. That is really fascinating. I'll put a link in the show notes. I had an interview with Dr. Jason Fung for his book, The Cancer Code. We talked all about that. Like He was talking about how it was interesting because we used to think cancer cells like had to revert to like using glucose, but that it's actually probably a choice. Yes, they've chosen to do it. That choice aspect is the reason, I guess, that like you said, if we fix the mitochondria, it can revert back. Yes, that's correct. I know Jason well. I think maybe because of editorial needs, he didn't take the next step to say, well, here's how to get mitochondria back online. And at least in my humble opinion, you can do it. I've done it with my, my dog, Pearl, but that's another subject. Oh, wow. Congrats. Your dog had cancer and you? Yeah. Uh, Pearl is our 18, uh, 16 and a half year old, large female Labradoodle. And a year and a half ago, she couldn't pee. She couldn't urinate. She was straining. She was pushing so hard. She was literally farting. Uh, funny. It's funny at the time. So we took her to the vet and they did an ultrasound and the vet comes out and says, oh my gosh, you know, she's got inoperable bladder cancer. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. We're going to send you to the oncologist. And long story short, I, I said, oh, well, you know, that's good news. I'll put her on my program. And by the time we got to the oncologist, uh, she was peeing quite well. And the oncologist said, well, you know, that's that's not going to work. I, I've got an emergency spot for chemotherapy for her. And, and I said, well, you know, how much, how long are you going to give her with chemotherapy? She said, well, we can probably get her a good six months. And I said, well, you know, thanks a lot. I'm going to do this. And she said, well, you know, all those supplements are going to do is kill her. And so that was a year and a half ago. 
Pearl, he's like a racehorse now. She's chases our other dogs around the yard like a puppy. She goes on three-mile walks every day. And it's been a year and a half. And, uh, yeah, she's fine. That's incredible. Did you keep her on a keto diet? Believe it or not, she isn't on a keto diet. She's on my she's on my program. Oh. Oh, hey. <laughs> okay, this is perfect. Well, that's wonderful. Okay, so bringing us to the program and everything, back to the mitochondria. So a huge, huge thing you talk about in the book is, and you mentioned this earlier, but how ketones are actually signaling molecules and how they are signaling the mitochondria to do something called mitochondrial uncoupling. And you use a fantastic analogy. Did you come up with this analogy for the club? Oh, yeah. That was impressive. (laughs) So how are mitochondria sort of like a club? And what is the role of mitochondrial uncoupling? Mitochondria, if if we think of them as the coolest, hippest new club, where people go to couple up The club is the hottest, steamiest place. There's hormones raging, there's alcohol flowing, and there's everybody trying to get in, and there's pushing and shoving to get to the bar, and everybody wants to couple with everybody else, and it's a happening place. But the problem is things get out of control all the time in these clubs, and we've got bouncers, which we'll call antioxidants, and we've got doormen to you know, control the velvet rope that lets people in. If things get out of control, when in the club, there's only one way in, there's one, only one entrance, and there's actually a separate exit. And the object of the game is to get protons to couple with oxygen to and then leave the club via the revolving back door and as they leave the club they generate ATP and that's how it's done but a lot of times other people electrons who should be coupling with protons want to couple with oxygen molecules and these produce free radicals and reactive oxygen species which are damaging. So there has to be a mechanism to keep things under control, to kind of pop off the pressure in this club, if you will. And lo and behold, it was discovered in the late 1970s that mitochondria have emergency exits in the club where when people get out of hand or when protons can't couple up with who they want to couple up with, they can leave via these emergency exits. And these emergency exits are controlled by what are called uncoupling proteins. And there's actually five of them. And so these emergency exits serve as pop-off valves for mitochondria to avoid damage to mitochondria. And I like to use the example of a pressure cooker. Most of us have a pressure cooker, and everybody knows there's a little pop-off valve or release valve that the steam escapes whenever the pressure gets too high, because if it kept getting higher, you'd explode the pressure cooker, which my mother did when I was growing up. It's very exciting. So we have release valves in mitochondria, and it turns out that, lo and behold, ketones 
actually open the release valves on mitochondria. And they not only open the release valves of mitochondria to take the pressure off the work of mitochondria, but in the same signaling capacity, they tell mitochondria to divide and make more of themselves to handle the workload. It's kind of like we could hook one dog up to a dog sled, and that dog could pull the dog sled, but the dog would be doing a lot of work. On the other hand, if we hook six dogs to the dog sled, the six dogs can do the work of one dog without much effort, except, here's the punchline, those six dogs are going to eat a lot more food than the one dog did. And that's the beauty of uncoupling mitochondria. Each one of them has to do less work, but you make more mitochondria, which are actually going to use more fuel, like fat. So, fascinatingly, the more you uncouple mitochondria, the more you release this pressure valve, the more weight you lose and the healthier your mitochondria get. Yay! Hi friends, one of the most valuable things that I do every single night of my life is my infrared sauna session. The brand that I use is Sunlighten. I did a lot of research on infrared saunas before deciding on them. Their saunas are so high quality, they're low EMF, and what I really love is they have a solo unit, that's what I have, and it's really great if you live in a small apartment, might be moving, it's just really an amazing investment, and they have incredible deals and offers on it right now. You can actually get up to $200 off with the code Melanie Avalon, or if you're talking to a rep, just tell them that I sent you. And like I said, that will be up to $200 off, and that will also get you $99 shipping. Normally, the shipping is like $600, so that's a really, really big deal. And if you do purchase a sauna, forward your proof of purchase to podcast at melanieavalon.com, and I will also send you a signed copy of my book, What, When, Why. If you'd like to learn more about the science of sauna, two resources. I interviewed the founder of Sunlighten, Connie Zach. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And then I also recently did an epic blog post all about the science of sauna. We'll also put that in the show notes. All right, now back to the show. So the initial reason that that whole mitochondrial process happens as signaled by ketones, I'm having some cognitive dissonance here because it would seem that we would originally evolutionarily have released ketones while fasting, so while in an energy-depleted state. So why did we evolve that? Like, why did ketones signal to uncouple if there was not energy around? My life was changed when I read the paper written by Martin Brand in 2000 called Uncoupling to Survive. And I recommend anybody read it. It's actually a small paper. And what Dr. Brand said was, in extremes, if you're starving to death, the only thing that's important is protecting mitochondria from dying. Because if you don't protect mitochondria from dying, who cares about anything else? Because you're done. So he showed eloquently that mitochondria dramatically uncouple during starvation and build more mitochondria to handle the workload and actively repair themselves. In fact, they will devote 
all of their protein-making capacity to making proteins for mitochondria, and they will actually not make proteins for muscles because muscles are energy hogs. And that, of course, is one of the long-term consequences of continuous ketosis is muscle loss. And he showed, he went on to show, that super, super old people actually have the most uncoupled mitochondria compared to anybody else. So he's right in such a weird way. It's a paradox, and I'm famous for paradoxes. It's like, wow, why in the world would you waste energy when there's not much energy? And that's why, to protect themselves at all costs. So when more mitochondria are created through the uncoupling and the mitogenesis, then are you ultimately, once you build all that, are you more efficient with fuel or do you still require more fuel because you have more mitochondria? You're actually, you become a Ferrari instead of a Toyota Prius. And one of the big goofs of ketones is you actually become an inefficient fuel user. You actually waste fuel. And that's actually how weight loss occurs in ketosis. Think about it. If you are an efficient fat burner, efficiency means getting more uh, out out of something. For instance, a Toyota Prius is an incredibly efficient gasoline burner. You get 50 miles per gallon. If you wanted inefficiency in fat burning, and let's call fat gasoline, then you'd buy a Ferrari. Now, there might be other reasons you'd want a Ferrari, but if you wanted to waste fuel, a Ferrari is a really good way to do it. And what we now know is that mitochondria literally waste fuel when they're uncoupled. They produce heat when they waste fuel. For instance, one of the interesting things that I talk about in the book is having a cup of coffee, even an iced coffee. And most people notice that they kind of get warm when they have a cup of coffee. And it's because coffee is loaded with polyphenols, which actually uncouple mitochondria. It's actually the same way with alcohol. Alcohol is a mitochondrial uncoupler. And that's why you could be having a ice-cold martini or an ice-cold glass of wine, and the room gets hotter. And that's because you're actually uncoupling coupling mitochondria and producing heat. Is thermogenesis after eating from uncoupling, or is that a different process? No, it turns out, as I show in the book, that all of these thermogenic compounds actually work by uncoupling mitochondria. And it's It's actually, I could have entitled the book Just One Thing, because all of these healthy things that we're told to eat for health are actually mitochondrial uncouplers, and that's how they work. Yeah, you talk about the fascinating DNP compound. Oh, yeah. For listeners, it was basically the fat-burning weight loss drug to end all drugs, except it took uncoupling too far. Correct. How did they die from it? Yeah, so many of them actually became very hyperthermic. They got they ran very high temperatures. They actually damaged their thyroids. They actually produced cataracts. This was before cataract surgery. And 
I la- this, this was an amazing weight loss drug in the 30s. You could lose five pounds a week. And no one really knew why, but you could lose five pounds a week. And then eventually, a lot of people died. And what happens is you actually uncoupled mitochondria so well that you actually couldn't produce enough ATP to live. Wow. So you literally, not starved, but you, you could not fuel yourself. You ran out of energy. That's really scary. And it was banned by the FDA in 1938 as one of their first official acts. But we now know that dinitrophenol was the first known mitochondrial uncoupler. And it was actually discovered in munition plant workers in France and Germany in World War One, where workers uh, making you know shells, gunpowder, were incredibly thinning skinny, even though they ate huge amounts of food. And they ran a temperature. And they eventually realized that it was raising their basal metabolic rate. So they were actually burning fuel, but at a prodigious rate. They had turned into Ferraris. And it was researchers at Stanford that discovered this link, and they just didn't know that with DNP, a little dab will do you. And they just went too far. You also talk about what was happening with the Katavans. Yeah, the, the Katavans are very interesting. Stefan Lundberg spent his career studying the Katavans, which live on an island in Papua New Guinea. And these guys are very thin. They smoke like fiends. They eat uh, a diet heavily, heavy in coconut and a lot of other prebiotics, and they eat fruits and vegetables. And they have no known coronary artery disease or strokes, despite having lots of coconut oil and smoking like fiends. And one of the interesting things is they eat a very high prebiotic fiber diet, which produces these postbiotics, uh, which are short-chain fatty acids, butyrate, and uh, acetate and propionate, and these uncouple mitochondria actively. And it turns out that nicotine is an amazing mitochondrial uncoupler. And we used to think that smokers were invariably very thin because smoking suppressed their appetite. But in fact, that wasn't the case. Nicotine is an incredibly efficient mitochondrial uncoupler. Now, I don't want anybody to go smoke, and I make this very clear, but there's fascinating studies. There's a British doctor study of 65,000 different doctors, and the doctors who smoked had a 50% reduction in Parkinson's disease compared to doctors who didn't smoke. Now, again, don't go smoke, please. But it just shows the power of uncoupling mitochondria. There are far better ways to uncouple your mitochondria than a cigarette. But my good friend Dave Asprey uses nicotine drops, and I still think there's better ways. But he he unknowingly, until I talked to him on this podcast, was uncoupling his mitochondria with his nicotine. 
Hi friends. An incredible fasting aid is coffee. Yes, I am all about the coffee. I am a huge fan of its health benefits as well as how it can support your fast and really help with energy and fat burning. And I have a big announcement. The brand of coffee that I have been drinking for an entire decade now, I am no longer drinking. There's some drama, there's some science, and I'm about to tell you how to get a discount on my new favorite coffee. So I've been drinking the coffee formerly known as Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Coffee for literally a decade. I do not drink it now, so this is not a Bulletproof Coffee commercial, but I started drinking it because I so trusted Dave and his obsession in creating mold-free coffee because moldy coffee beans is a huge problem and a lot of people can get health issues, brain fog, and crash after coffee because of the mold control. Contamination. Dave has been talking about this for so long, so I really trusted him and I would drink Bulletproof Coffee, which I absolutely loved and loved that it was mold-free. Then there was some drama. Dave sort of got kicked out of Bulletproof. He might be going back. There's a lot of stuff going on with that. Follow him on Instagram if you want to learn more about that. He even talked about it at the recent biohacking conference. But in any case, <laughs> drama aside, he can no longer speak to Bulletproof Coffee as to whether or not it is mold-free. And he ended up making a coffee even better than Bulletproof Coffee, and it is called Danger Coffee, and friends, I love it. It's the first coffee that is not only mold-free, but actually can help you remineralize. Yep, that's right. Danger Coffee contains a patent-pending formula that actually remineralizes your body with more than 50 trace minerals, nutrients, and electrolytes. On top of that, it is super clean. I know people like to see organic labels. Friends, I have learned so much about the certification industry. And honestly, the best of the best is finding people that you trust who do extensive testing and third-party certification. That's what I do with my Avalon X supplements. And that's what Dave does with Danger Coffee. So with Danger Coffee, they use a process that far exceeds government and industry standards. And it is third-party lab tested. So you can rest assured it is free of mold toxins. As for the flavor, Dave selected these hand-picked farm direct beans for their quality, their superb flavor, and their elevated performance. I love the taste of it. It's much richer and more nuanced than Bulletproof Coffee. It's honestly one of the best coffees I've ever tasted, and it's so exciting to know that when I'm drinking it, I'm actually helping to remineralize my body. So that's right. If you want your coffee to contain antioxidants, anti-inflammatories, micronutrients, and help optimize your fasting, you want Danger Coffee. And of course, I have a discount for you guys. You can go to melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee and use the coupon code melanieavalon to get 10% off. Again, that is melanieavalon.com slash dangercoffee with the coupon code melanieavalon for 10% off. This is my favorite coffee. Like I said, it takes some really good coffee and convincing biohacking health reasons to break me from my 10-year decade bulletproof coffee habit but sometimes you just got to upgrade. And by the way, this would make epic presents for people. This can just become your go-to present. Not only will people love it, but you'll be helping their health as well. Everybody wins. MelanieAvalon.com slash Danger Coffee with the coupon code Danger Coffee. I had him on the show as well and was asking him about the nicotine. I've experimented with nicotine patches in the past. Do not, if you do experiment with them, not that we're, I'm not advocating it, but if you do, do not put on too much. <laughs> you will get so sick. Yeah. And plus we forget that nicotine is an addictive substance as any tobacco company has known for ages with plausible denial, as they say. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. So question about all of this signaling and uncoupling. Why do you think we don't see more weight loss in experiments with exogenous ketones? It seems like you should just be able to just magically take exogenous ketones and uncouple away. Yeah, the problem is they're really not all that useful, particularly because you really can't get enough. And there's so many better ways to do this. As I talk about in the Keto Code, the easiest way is time-restricted eating, time-controlled eating. Some people call it intermittent fasting. But let me give you an example. If we have metabolic flexibility, and hopefully your, your audience knows what that means, but if they don't, normally our mitochondria can shift on a dime from burning glucose as a fuel to burning free fatty acids as a fuel. 50% of normal weight individuals, normal weight, have no metabolic flexibility. So half of the normal weight people can't do that. Overweight people, 88% of overweight people have no metabolic flexibility. 99.5% of obese people have no metabolic flexibility, so they can't make that shift. And that's actually really scary. But getting back to the question, if, if, we, if we had metabolic flexibility, after about eight hours of not eating, our liver begins to produce ketones because free fatty acids start being liberated out of fat cells. By 12 hours, you've actually gotten pretty much an, a ramped up ketone body production. So one of the most impressive studies that I mentioned in the last book, and again, I reprised it in this book, is looking at Italian athletes. And they took Italian athletes and put them on a training table. And that means they controlled their food. They divided them into two groups. One group had a 12-hour eating window. So they ate breakfast at 8 o'clock in the morning, they ate lunch at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, and they had to finish dinner by 8 o'clock at night. The second group, same food, had a 7-hour window. They ate breakfast, break fast, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. They had lunch at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and they had to finish dinner by 8 o'clock. They had to eat the exact same food, the exact same amount. They followed them for three months. The group with the 12-hour window had no weight loss. They had no change in insulin-like growth factor, which IGF-1, which is really probably the premier marker of preventing aging. The group that had the seven-hour window lost weight, maintained their muscle mass, and plummeted their IGF-1. Same food, same everything, except they just compressed the eating window. So what happened? Well, instead of stopping their ketone production, which was just starting to get good at 12 hours, these guys pushed another five hours of ketone production. So they were awash with ketones for a much larger part of the day than the folks in the 12-hour eating window. And knowing this, one of the easiest ways to implement this is to compress your eating window. And in Unlocking the Keto Code, I hold your hand and we just do it one hour every week. So for instance, 
if we eat breakfast at 7 o'clock. Next week, I ask you to eat breakfast at 8 o'clock. Come on, anybody can do that. And I let you take the weekends off. Then the following week, we're going to push breakfast to 9 o'clock. Hey, you already did 8 o'clock. Let's go to 9. And you take the weekend off. So by five weeks, we've got you up to eating breakfast at noon without a problem. It's just a training program for learning how to eat. So that's number one. Number two, which is really exciting, all these hacks. We know that from children, MCT oil, medium chain triglycerides, are unique among fats in that they're absorbed directly from the intestines, go directly to the liver, where they are automatically converted into ketones, regardless of how much carbohydrates or proteins you're eating. So I joke, and I don't want people to do this, you could have a fresh fruit salad and have a tablespoon of MCT oil, and you would produce ketones even though you're carbocentric diet. And that's exciting. And this was actually based on children epilepsy who really failed the high-fat keto diet. But they found that giving kids MCT oil produced the same effects as a ketogenic diet, but they can have all the carbohydrates and proteins they want. And I realized that all my ketogenic programs in my books was, in fact, doing that because I used MCT oil in all my programs. And here's the best part. Turns out that goat milk and sheep milk, 30% of the fats in goat and sheep milk are MCTs. And so you can get a huge bang for your buck by having goat yogurt or sheep yogurt. You can have goat cheese or sheep cheese and actually generate ketones just by having, you know, yogurt or kefir or cheeses from goats and sheep. Wow. And so the big paradigm shift with all of that is on top of that, that it's not so much that the ketones, adding the ketones to a carb-rich diet are providing fuel, but it's because they're changing the metabolic machinery. That's exactly right. They're just signaling mitochondria to uncouple. People often say do a keto diet and they feel cold. Wouldn't the opposite happen? And I know like keto, they might not actually be, let's, let's assume that somebody's doing a keto diet and they're actually like producing ketones, burning fat. Wouldn't they get really hot? Some people do actually get hot, but we used to measure ketone production in our patients fasting. And I would say 50 to 80% of the people who swore that they were in ketosis weren't in ketosis. And they were getting cold for the exact opposite reason, that they were insulin resistant. And they actually couldn't generate ketones because insulin was blocking the ketone production. You can go weeks and weeks and weeks on a high-fat diet and still not generate ketones because, as I show in the book, one of the effects of a high-saturated fat diet is actually to increase insulin resistance, exactly the opposite of what you want. The insulin resistance, that requires actually eating saturated fats compared to, I guess, burning fats endogenously that were saturated? Yes, that's correct. Believe it or not, most of the fat that we store as fat 
that animals store as fat is oleic acid, which is the primary constituent of olive oil, which surprises everybody. But that's actually our preferred fat storage molecule. And oleic acid is a monounsaturated fat. It's when we add other saturated fats that things start getting turned around in terms of making uh, what are called ceramides, which was one of the subjects of my last book. We make saturated fats, primarily ceramides, from fructose in our diet. And as most all of us know, our diet is awash with fructose, whether it's in processed foods, whether it's in high fructose corn syrup, whether it's in our fruit that has now been bred for fructose content. And we actually produce mischief uh, ceramides in our liver. And one of the papers I quote in the Energy Paradox is death by ceramides. And ceramides are one of the biggest causes of insulin resistance that people aren't aware of. I actually just interviewed also this week Rick Johnson about all things, all things fructose. So friends, you have got to get Unlocking the Keto Code. There are so many things that we didn't even remotely touch on. One of my favorite takeaways that was also a mind shift was you talk about how people think fermented foods, that the benefit from fermented foods is the probiotics, but really it's not. It's their postbiotics that they contain. That's correct. And so most you know, fermented foods we think of as probiotics-friendly bacteria, but most of that, those bacteria never make it into our gut. They're destroyed by stomach acid. And yet we know how good these things are for us. So the fermentation process produces what are now called postbiotics. And one of those postbiotics is acetic acid, vinegar. And acetic acid, acetate, is actually a mitochondrial encoupler. So lo and behold, things like apple cider vinegar, balsamic vinegar, work their magic, not some through some mystical thing, but by actually being mitochondrial encouplers. So that's the benefit of fermented foods. We also know that in a study out of Stanford that I quote in the book, People who are given either prebiotics that are fermented food-based or just plain old prebiotics, the folks who get it in the form of fermented foods with prebiotics actually have a more diverse microbiome, which is really good for you, and have far less inflammatory markers than just eating the prebiotics themselves. So, Get your fermented foods, have, you know, low sugar kombucha, have apple cider vinegar. I put balsamic vinegar in my San Pellegrino water, and that's my, that's my diet Coke. And I'm going to uncouple my mitochondria, so why not? I'll put a link in the show notes to that study you just mentioned because it's fascinating because it was looking at a, a like a high-fiber diet Correct. compared to fermented food supplementation. And I think it really was a paradigm shift for... A lot of people. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. Again, listeners, you've got to get this book. Like Dr. Gundry said, he handholds you <laughs> through the whole process um, of how to have this new version of the keto diet, which you know is not your typical high fat keto hangry. If people aren't adapting, feeling we yeah, we didn't even talk about like polyphenols. There's just so much in the book. <laughs> 
So the last question that I ask every single guest on this show, and it's just because I realize more and more each day how important mindset is. So what is something that you're grateful for? I'm grateful that my 16-and-a-half-year-old Labradoodle is still around playing with me and playing with the other dogs. And I'm grateful that uh, in my research uh, looking into this that I applied that knowledge. And she it's not a placebo effect. (laughs) She's still here. That's fabulous. I'm actually currently wanting to develop a pet food, so I'm going to have to like rethink <laughs> the approach the approach we're taking. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. I cannot thank you enough for all of the work that you do. It is life-changing and profound and has affected so many people. And you also have a code for our audience, so you can go to your website. Is it Gundry? GundryMD.com. And the code Gundry30 will get you 30% off. Of everything on the website. Is the book on the website? The book is on the website, but you can find the book where wherever you get your books, uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. Please, please, please get it from your local bookseller. As you know, COVID has decimated them. And they'll have my books because, you know, I've had four New York Times bestsellers, so... It'll be there. Awesome. Are you currently writing your next book? Yeah, I'm working on that, but it's it's a secret, but it's uh, going to a place where uh, the gut microbiome is taking me. So there you go. Ooh, ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully you can come back for that one in the future. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. And this has been wonderful. All right. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Melanie Avalon Biohacking Podcast. For more information, you can check out my book, What When Wine, Lose Weight and Feel Great with Paleo-Style Meals, Intermittent Fasting, and Wine, as well as my blog, MelanieAvalon.com. Feel free to contact me at podcast at MelanieAvalon.com. And always remember, you got this.